0: Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Picard, Star Trek Picard. On Paramount Plus, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1, titled The Stargazer. Uh, A a title dripping with meaning. Dripping with meaning this episode because there's a lot of nostalgia stuff and there's also a lot of new stuff. New developments on the Picard front uh, as far as his childhood and things, which I'm pretty excited about. Aaron... What'd you think of this episode? You know, until you just said about the portentousness of
1: the name Stargazer, I just realized, oh my God, they they manufactured a backstory for Picard that makes his first command to Stargazer like mm. some kind of prophetic fulfillment. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, they sure hmm. did.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I really like this episode. I think this is a strong start to the season. It's still got a lot of things that I find annoying about modern Trek, the... You know, have to have an action sequence every, between every uh-huh. commercial break. We got to invent, you know, pirates boarding the Fenris Raiders so Seven of Nine can kick ass and get Hollow uh, Hollow Rios involved in the action. Um, sure. But it's also got a lot of the Star Trek that I like, you know, the aspirational stuff, the um, introspection uh, introducing Q. My God, I love that. Like the DH yep. John Delancey. And I'm like, well, of course they could play it like that. And then he s- snaps. And, you know, like that's what Q does. He changes changes uniform the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Picard's a captain, he's going to be a captain. If Picard's an admiral, he's going to be a... I thought that was so great. And some of the greatest Q episodes are where he kind of plays uh, the devil. Yeah. And uh or the Ghost of Christmas Future and kind of reviews like look, these are your life this is your life Jean-Luc and these were your choices. Ha ha ha. What what do you think now old man? And and I I'm kind of in
0: for that ride. What did you think of it? Yeah, to say nothing of uh Guinan showing up with this episode which was also awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh So much nostalgia. Yeah, I I had a ton of fun with this episode. I thought it was quite good it's it's a lot of setup right so like n- nothing yeah hmm yeah. <clears throat> how, how do i talk about this without breaking embargoes it's tough because
1: we have seen the first two episodes and yes boy oh boy i could have made an argument to release those as a two twofer because right and it, it really gets you <laughs> if your hooks are even slightly in you now, I think they will be fully set
0: next episode. That's the thing without making a quality judgment. I will say I have more to say about next episode than I do this episode, but yeah. I, I did really enjoy this episode as well. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it, I, I'm excited. Like I said before, to see more about Picard's childhood, like, and not just mm. his childhood, but his development, right? We we saw, like, Nausicaans destroying his heart and shit, but, like, <laughs> that sure. stuff, you know, isn't, isn't developmentally important, I feel, to Picard. That's just, like, a thing that happened to him. Whereas, mm. yeah, and I mean, around the edges, like, yeah, okay, it shows what kind of person he was. But it, I like the idea of exploring the final frontier being Picard's own heart, right? Like, the only thing he's afraid to explore... This grand explorer who who goes into the breach time and time again without fear can't open up uh, and look inside himself. And I, I don't know that feels appropriate, right, for this aged person who is now entering the final chapter of his life to start having to confront the way he's lived it is is great. I mean, it's it's kind of awesome and it's something I didn't know I wanted to see until I saw it
1: yes i feel exactly the same way i do have a couple of like pre-reservations about maybe directions they could take this path that maybe i wouldn't like but i mean yeah yeah um i also think this was like just so much fan service for star trek fans oh like you know like it's it's they know it's a lot of setup but also like And you catch the the apparently grandson of uh, Sulu that's going to Starfleet Academy. Look at all, look at all these old Starfleet training ships, the Excelsior. You like the Excelsior, don't you, kids? Stargazer, like all these, all these great references to to old old Star Trek of your sweet uniforms. I think these might Dude, be my new favorite Star Trek uniforms.
0: It was so cool seeing the old familiar uniforms. Like it, it, I know they're not identical to the old ones, but they're they're like
1: the sweetest possible version. <laughs> exactly, of them. They're the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe uh, Star Trek pajamas. Uh-huh. Like they somehow took the aesthetic of like the Deep Space Nine era, the TNG era, and the Voyager era. And improved upon it. Yeah. I This is like hands down. If I ever cosplayed a Star Trek, which I'm not going to. But if I ever did, I'd be wearing this fucking, th- these fucking style uniforms. Picard's Admiral like motorcycle jacket sure, was like sure. the most badass version of that weird little leather velour number he wore in like season five through seven. His half jacket. I,
0: yeah. Uh, so,
1: so cool. God damn.
0: No, it is. Um, I, I really liked seeing it. And I feel like we didn't get a lot of that in season one because they were sort of on the outside of the Federation. But now that you've got all these characters being integrated into the Federation and Starfleet back
1: in the fold. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody's back in, man. Um, Is it, is it weird that anybody's in the position they're in? Because that's the one like disconnect I had is okay. Rios is now suddenly captain of the stargazer. Um, Right. You've got Rafi, who's commander of the Excelsior. Some probably like first officer, maybe. I'm not exactly Uh sure. Um, That felt a little disjointed. Like, how did these characters get here from where we ended last time? But I think with a year and a
1: half and keeping in mind that Picard is not only reinstated as an admiral, but he's now like the head of Starfleet Academy. Like, I feel like with his personal reputation and that much power, he could be like. I want my disgraced former adjunct or, or, you know, uh, valet officer to fucking be a commander of a training ship. And I want this sure. guy who helped save the universe's bacon to be a captain again because y'all did him dirty. This feels like um, this feels like the show is kind of purifying Starfleet. Like Starfleet okay. has got yeah. a lot of dirt on it and it's, it's, it's been tarnished and yeah. like drugged through the mud. And it's almost like there's a new sheriff in town. We have excised the insidious influence of the Romulans and uh, our paranoia and fear because of that. And we got new management mm-hmm. and, you know, like like Rios had this whole dark storyline where Starfleet you know, did this dirty shit and, and, and covered it up and blamed it on, yeah. it's like kind of USS Indianapolis type of thing, like we're writing all those wrongs I, and I kind of like it because I, it's getting Star Trek back to being more aspirational, I hope, I think.
0: Right, I remember so many episodes of, of Picard blowing up exactly those scenarios, right? Like Starfleet was doing something that was against their own uh, right. morality judgments and he would go yeah. in and say, no, no, we're doing it my way. Yeah. Quote some uh, Shakespeare. Have hey, <laughs> we
1: forgot our principles? <laughs> right. Just because our principles are in conflict with our interest means we just do bullshit now. Is that what's <laughs> just denied?
0: Nay, nay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're right. It does feel like there's a a cleaner feeling going into this season, and I like that. Uh, I will say. One thing I strongly dislike the the, probably the thing I most dislike about this new era of Star Trek is Mm. the color palette that they're using on Mm. the ships because to me that pristine white that they had inside their ships and the bright lights right are kind of a defining look uh, for the Federation for Starfleet and they've gone completely the opposite direction with this. They've gone very dark all black bridges with just, like, highlights of lighting in places. And yeah. it, it makes it feel... Like, where are you going to go from here? When you're trying to tell me that, like, oh, the Romulans... Like, aesthetically, when you're trying to tell me the Romulans are the bad guys or the Borg are evil or something like that, how are you going to do that with your color palette when you've already got the good guys being as dark as possible?
1: I know, And it's like they they try to explain it because, like, I guess Rios's ship is some kind of, like literally gray kind of existence you know unaffiliated with the federation but not bad uh yeah. and the stargazer is supposed to be borg derived technology so mm-hmm. it's kind of like starfleet lines with that kind of like gunmetal grip but it
0: but the borg sh- don't get their tech it, from the color of their ship that's not i was
1: about to say it's a child's idea right. of production design you yeah. know but it, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I agree with you because I I in fact I'm like what the fuck? What kind of like warlike bellicose Federation ship? When I was watching it and I didn't know it was the Stargazer and I didn't know it was Borg derived technology. Like, why is it look like a Klingon battlecruiser in here? Right? It's coded completely differently, and I'm like, oh god, it's a fucking Borg ship. I but I completely agree with you. That's that's a dumb take on what the Federation would do with Borg drive technology.
0: And, and I'll say it gets even worse it gets even worse in that regard uh mm. as we move into the season so um
1: i don't you know, know I'm disappointed It in that, makes but... a lot of sense though because now oh man i guess we'll wait to talk about this next next episode uh-huh. i don't want to spoil anything but i i got th- this this kind of makes sense if you think about saving money and you realizing <laughs> assets
0: uh, uh sure sure all right um yeah. Maybe we should not go into that territory. Maybe we should go into the territory of the recap. What do you think? I think we should. All right, first, let's take a quick break. All right. This episode starts off with a bang. Uh, Literally, if you watch the whole thing, Uh, Federation ship is under attack and they are boarded and the bridge crew are being shot up. Picard's there and apparently goes so poorly that he's his only option is to activate uh, self-destruct. And we don't really get to see it. It cuts out right before uh, the self-destruct would go off. So we aren't sure if it's going to go off. How could it? Right. Picard's on board. There's no way they're going to kill Picard.
1: Yeah, and we hear we hear a voice that sounds suspiciously Borgified scream Picard. Yeah, um, this so okay. I feel like when we talk about this all the time, a lot of times when shows do this, it feels like it's narrative uh, a lack of confidence. Like, oh my god, these people are like on the fence about watching Picard. Mm-hmm. Season one was kind of a mixed bag. We got to get them hooked like before the fucking credit sequence. We can't just have like a, uh, you know, year and a half later where, where people are, are like like these characters enough. They're just going to want to naturally catch up with them. Uh, I, I hate it when they do this. Um, well, the holy I grail of this so much, it, so much better if they just don't do this and tell the story that they're, they're wanting to tell.
0: Yeah, I probably um, it's it's definitely like a confusing moment. I do like um to be thrown into the middle of something that I don't understand how it could even be happening. That's fun sometimes. Um, And this, I think approaches that. So I didn't have a huge problem with it. it. I feel like, the holy grail of this kind of scene, this hook you scene, is if they could get somehow an action scene where somebody is uh some very attractive actor is wearing very little clothing, right? Like Star Trek is not <laughs> is not below that, certainly. They've right, done them in the right. past. And you've got seven of sure. nine here, so what are we doing?
1: Yes, yeah, but she's she's got her uh she's got her unitard back on for some right? reason. Yeah. Um I I will say that I like there's a lot of stuff in this I did like. I was kind of like ah goddamn to flash forward, Jesus Christ. But um the red alert a a smart blend of the TNG era klaxon with the classic Star Trek era movie uh re, a, 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 a alert condition red signage. I thought okay. that was fucking pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh a Vulcan scared Vulcan uh, officer um bleeding green Mm -hmm. good attention to detail you remembered vulcan's got green blood i always (laughs) i always like that
0: if you forgot that what
1: (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) i'm pretty sure i think it happened a time or two in tng if i'm not mistaken didn't we didn't weren't we watching one of the episodes with the but but maybe it's that was a fake vulcan i don't know because they do that too they did a lot of vulcan cosplay um but yeah, just
0: like has to be it, like you know, forgetting Picard has French roots, right? <laughs> just like making him English or something.
1: <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? Well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I liked it. It's you it, it did throw you into the middle of the action. I just uh, I just wish we'd have gotten to this like like there'd have been such a natural build and excitement of the episode without this uh, front loading it. But what well, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, um, we are going to flash back here to Chateau Picard. And it's the last day of harvest season. And that night after the wine is bottled, Lar- Laris makes a pass at Picard. But apparently his time for romance has passed. And this leads into a flashback of himself as a young child and his mother uh, in an atrium of Chateau Picard. And he mentions how his parents fight. She tells him, when, you fu- when we fight, you should just look up at the stars. And at the end of the scene, we zoom out to a rift opening in space.
1: Wow, man, it's going to be one of those types of recaps. Okay, okay, cover, yeah. cover, I mean, cover this is 50 all light years with that.
0: Uh. Of a piece. <laughs> uh. Okay,
1: first of all, the geek in me, what I, I kind of liked Picard hand inspecting the grapes, and you're like, oh, man, what a fucking boutique vineyard he's running like mm-hmm. he's got to be the last guy on earth that's like handpicked and then you zoom out and he's got these massive like matrix style yeah
0: like great harvesters
1: <laughs> that are just literally beaming them off the vine and it's like uh-huh. i don't know and they've and they've got the time is on my side which makes it feel like it's kind of a laid back but to me this is like almost sinister wow beaming the grapes into it feels like i that's there's something matrixy about like Mm -hmm. how ominous and inevitable this harvest was
0: i just i love seeing uses of transporter technology that are mundane like this like also Mm. they beam the labels onto the bottles instead of like rolling them as stickers or whatever
1: they just i I thought i thought maybe they were like hollow labels like they just like you know they could be hollow yeah like you you wipe the bottle and just uh-huh. it turns into the proper uh, proper yeah proper label
0: could be uh um, i love that stuff
1: i also noticed that uh picard's romulan refugee laris like in the first scene it's like oh she's been given a soft cougary romulan makeover she's uh she's she's gonna sure. be someone that catches catches picard's eye so i was looking for this uh this, this scene where she essentially yeah, propositions him, you know, like, uh, yes, Romulans, we love each other dearly, but when the other one dies, we are on the market. We're Apparently. ready to move product because that's how we honor. And it's like, hey, that's a hell of a way to live if you can pull that off culturally. Yeah. Um, what he, so, so we talked about like you wanting Picard to explore his heart and get introspective and how that's very interesting. Yeah. I do worry because, like, I mean I don't know maybe you don't agree but I think it's a perfectly valid option for a man or woman to be married to their job or their vocation or a, oh, sure. a calling to service in government or you know uh, uh the the armed forces or whatever and like just be dedicated to that thing
0: um, Yeah and Picard's and done it the you, best way possible because he didn't try to yeah. create a family around his yeah. career right he realized yes my my purpose in life is to explore the stars and that's it um right and it, and it's
1: it's not like he he doesn't understand or he's not like you know emotionally stunted or something like that it's like he understands what it's like to have good friends and even lovers and, mm-hmm. and like a desire to explore that but it's not his primary focus is which is being a starfleet officer like that's kind of his whole thing I hope they don't walk that back. Like I can see yeah, an arc where yeah. like season three they bring Brad C- Crusher and then they pair him off at the end. Uh-huh. And honestly, that would be super fucking sweet and I sure. want to ship it. But I also <laughs> kind of like the card going down at the ship. Like like no regrets. Like, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the thing that's changed now, I guess, I, I don't know, he's like some big shot at Starfleet Academy now, right?
1: He's the commandant. I forget like I wrote down the exact title when we get to that scene, but yeah, he's the Okay, I don't know exactly what geez. that means.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's he's designing programs, right? Um, he's the principal. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's the the principal. Uh He puts
1: uh, Riker's son on double plus secret probation when he gets up to his Starfleet shenanigans. Yeah.
0: Damn, Riker's son has got to be like 50. <laughs>
1: I don't know. No, Riker's what, son is what are you still going to be. About? Oh, no, we yeah. Saw we with saw him. Riker like, and they, they,
0: they started late, man. It's true. It's true. Uh, so I, I think the thing that has changed here with Picard, though, is that he's not on a starship anymore. He's not out running around. His primary focus mm. can be split now. Um, whereas before, it was always career first because that took everything he had. I, I feel like now that he's in this new era of his life, this new chapter, there's room for potential romance. And if he ignores what he wants, like when he's talking with, with Laura's here, he says, you know, my wants have always taken a backseat to my duty. Uh, I feel like there's room for both now. And that's, that's why I'm okay with this. Right. I don't, I don't think it would have been honest or good for him to have done this stuff beforehand, like trying to set up a family when he's running a starship. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Cisco did it, but not super well. Right. Well, it's certainly encouraged that behavior for a certain
1: point of time. Now it seems like they're kind of yeah. walking that back. But, uh, yeah, back, back in the <laughs> the hotel era of Starship decor, I I, I don't know. Because, like, I, to me, um, Picard took a step back from the Federation because he's on the outs um, because, you know, the Federation was going dark at its right. heart. And Picard, you know, tried to fight it and then drew a line in the sand and found that Federation could go on without him. Uh, he had that. Uh, <laughs> what The hell is it? Irukandji. It's like the that's the jellyfish that stings you in Australia. He he had Kanji jellyfish <laughs> in his brain. Okay. Uh, but now he's got the positronic body. All that's over. Yeah. So like in my mind, in my perfect world, season three of Picard ends and the series ends with Picard getting back into the captain's seat because okay. he's like like Kirk, but in a different way. Like they're the, they're like two sides of the same coin. They just need to be a captain. They need to be out there. They need to be exploring. Sure. Yes, they have vast realms of knowledge and experience and wisdom to pass on. And you can chain him to a desk at Starfleet and you kill them. But, like, mm-hmm. they need to be out there. And I kind of feel like now he's got this robot body. That's where I want to see Picard. Like, Jean, you know, Patrick Stewart will will pass on. But, like. Sure. Like, it'd be cool to have Picard out there just eternally cruising the stars and I want that more if I close my eyes like that seems like a better <laughs> ending than like him cozied up with Crusher at Chateau Picard
0: yeah okay I can see it certainly uh, but
1: I do also like fit 49% want to see him curled up with Dr. Crusher at, right. in front of the fireplace at Chateau Picard I mean they, like, they have a holodeck they on the wolves. Enterprise come on <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You true. can recreate Chateau Picard basically anywhere. Uh, and she hasn't forgot the, how to make the red and the blue. So right. So they could just just take that show on the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, the the showrunners, I guess, have said, hey, we're probably going to introduce the Enterprise at some point. We just wanted to make it an event. We don't want to just, yeah. you know, do it willy-nilly. So, yeah, I could totally see Picard being back in the captain's chair at some point. Um and it, it kind of feels like I I almost wanted that when I saw the, saw the Stargazer. Uh mm, this mm-hmm. this episode I'm like, "Man, Rios just step aside, let Picard get back into the Stargazer chair. He's he's going to fucking love this, man. He's going to love yeah. it." But he yeah. wouldn't. Uh all right, did you want to talk at all about the uh flashback? Or have we guess we've we kind should. of talked around it enough? So he's he
1: um there's this kind of abandoned wing of Chateau Picard, which is his greenhouse. And they flash back to his mother and Picard. This is when they first come out to Chateau Picard. um, I guess uh, you get a lot of backstory, a lot of inference. Here's what, here's what I think happened, Jim. You argue, you tell, correct me when I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Picard's mom and dad used to live in the big city. His dad had like a crisis of conscience or some kind of green acres moment. And he's like, we got to move out of here. We're buying a vineyard
0: his minari moment
1: or maybe maybe his dad died and it's like their turn to like the chateau picard is thrust upon them you know like this this sure could be and they have to go out there and her mom doesn't like it um and picard's like you know mama uh i I like this i like being in paris better and she's like well you know it's just a transport away and hey your dad can go play in the dirt and your brother can kill himself at school. But you and I will have this greenhouse as a sanctuary and we'll paint all the walls. We'll make it a magic place. And now, for some reason, it's wrecked. Like yeah. in the future, we see that like there's those paintings took place. Um, and also as Picard's like seeing the broken pieces of glass, and he holds up. a. You see these violent, traumatic images um, of his mother being at least captured, maybe killed.
0: Yes, yes. That's true. Yeah, but there was, I, or, one... or it could be fights. I it, oh, I don't father, know because his father's violent. Well, they fight. They make it a point to say they like, they fight all the time. They yell and stuff. So maybe, right. maybe those things certainly go mm. can go hand in hand. Uh, they don't necessarily have to.
1: Right, right. And I, I, I took that as fighting over the fact that they're now in the backwoods. They're no longer in you know. Uh, oh but I, I thought don't even it know happened what that, like before why then. the fuck wouldn't you want to live in the french countryside if you literally can step in a doorway and be in paris in right. two seconds right like <laughs> who the fuck would be like oh i don't want to live out in these steaks you know like who says yeah. <laughs> i don't know why everyone has a ridiculous french accent <laughs> in picard family because no one does
0: no one <laughs> but maybe but, they didn't uh, invent yeah. those those uh transporter door doorway things until much later maybe it was like going to an airport. Before they right like yeah, it was yeah, a it. four hour wait. Yeah, to, you to
1: put all your toothpaste and right. plastic baggies. Got to make sure there are no off. there are no
0: flies uh, that get into the chamber, otherwise oh, you turn yeah. into Jeff Goldblum at you the get, end.
1: You get brundleflied. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was a whole process. Uh,
1: I, I did like the the writing here where you know she's you know Picard's talking about mommy and daddy fighting and they they're yelling and she's like well if, you know if you hear us yell. Just look up at the stars and realize how, even though we're loud and scary, how insignificant we are uh, amongst all of of the cosmos. You know. And as she yeah. says that, the we, we pan out, and I this is the this this is so fucking this is Starfleet as fuck. A rift in space time opens and knocks your ship ass over tea kettle. Like, mm-hmm. the ship is visibly spinning and, like, out of power, and the calmest motherfucker in the galaxy gets on the horn and says, Uh, this is the USS Avalon. We just got blown the fuck out by the subspace <laughs> anomaly. Uh, please advise. Like, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: there's no klaxons going. Is this, like, It's the, the ADR on that scene was so out of proportion for what, like... Do you remember when Sulu got hit with that shockwave in Star Trek VI and he's like no. hanging on to the side of the table and like, turn her into the wave! And this guy oh, is just yeah. like taking down a traffic report. Amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's seen it all before.
1: The, uh, the captain of the USS Avalon is one to watch. Oh I, hell he, yeah, he, I,
0: I got my eye on him. Uh, th- so I, I guess the final thing I want to say about the scene is it seems like there may be a potential for Picard to have actually wanted uh, some kind of romance, but the combination of his duties and the fact that his parents' romance was pretty poor, it seemed, might have put him off it. Uh, It might not be simply because he feels his destiny's in the stars, but also they have a troubled relationship, certainly, and he's seeing Yeah, it seems
1: like this could be an unhealthy coping mechanism to look up, look up every time that you get scared emotionally, then look up, like, you know, that's that's not that's not a healthy attachment style as they would say in the psychology community
0: yeah all right the next day picard readies for a speech tries to apologize for laris uh to laris for rejecting her and then he gives a speech to a new starfleet academy cadets uh is is laris leaving
1: is that what I'm? I think she's leaving. She's just shutting the door. She's like, "Us Romulans love deeply, and we are not to be scorned." Okay. Uh, you 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 need a night to think about it. Uh, you need a lifetime to get over it because <laughs> I'm out to you know. No, I yeah. She's like, I'm I'm too gotcha. old to put up with your schoolboy awkwardness and naivete and like, oh you know, like I I she wants to fuck and
0: Picard's apparently not ready for that apparently so. Uh are there too many Earl Grey whatever jokes in this episode? It's there's two. It's a little
1: like I said this 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 is really really wanting us to, this episode really wants us to like it. It's really <laughs> really like come on we we're Star Trek fans like you. do mm-hmm. Don't doesn't it feel good? Don't don't you want the, your Earl Grey hot? Yeah. No, I I I wondered that too. It was like three. Three times.
0: Was it 3? Oh my god. I think it was 3. I only remember this one and the one with Guinan, but it mm. could be. Uh, Elnor, I guess, is the first yes. Romulan in Starfleet Academy. That, that's his name and his only name. He doesn't have a last name. Does uh, that seem lame as fucking hell? That he's the first Romulan or that he's going Lieutenant into Starfleet Savick. Academy?
1: Lieutenant Savic. Lieutenant Savick was the first half Romulan half Vulcan. He's the he first, first joined starfleet academy Romulan. Back in Star Trek motherfucking 2. Sure. 100 plus years ago at this point. Mhm. And then the Federation finally and and again I just think that's just a, that's just an insane thing to say. That's like an that would literally be like in our day celebrating the first uh, soldier, soldier of Russian-born parents to enlist in the U.S. Army. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, that probably happened, I don't know, back in the 19th century? Like, <laughs> what is the deal with a hundred years before yeah. we let a full-blooded Vulcan, or full-blooded Romulan into the, the hollowed halls of the academy?
0: <laughs> All I'm saying is if you're an android, get the fuck in line, because... <laughs> Man, oh, we've yeah. got a lot of alien races to to be the first in Starfleet, and you are the
1: bottom of the list. That's right. Plus, they got the whole like we let Data in like forty years ago. They're they're resting on those laurels. Yeah, he didn't well, have he to go to the Starfleet well, Academy. We can't be racist against robots. We already let one in. Come on, you just right. have to be exceptional. You know, you'd have to you have to meet certain standards of whatever and whatever.
0: I, am I wrong in that? Did Data go to Starfleet Academy? He absolutely did. Yeah, he graduated did? Did. Okay. honors. Uh huh nice all right well never mind the androids The androids they checked the androids off the list before they got to the romulans oh yeah jim when's gonna, when, when, when's our next black president our next one 200 yeah. years from now apparently that's right if that's you're touching exactly on star I'm trek saying.
1: time that's it mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. i i just thought four centuries in the future maybe the institutional racism <laughs> would have been out of fed, the federation but apparently not i guess apparently not not
0: uh there's also a tragic moment in this where picard notes that he's the last picard like there are no more picards i'm i don't know why i'm saddened by that tragic structure fires in the 24th century that uh certainly but also you know captaining starships and Mm -hmm. do uh, captaining regular ships on the seas of earth like all sorts of things um yeah yeah it it got me a little uh important a little choked up there, thinking about, man, yeah, this fictional character that I've come to know and love over my lifetime. There won't be any more of him.
1: Do you think his uh, positronic swimmers could uh, get a lady pregnant?
0: I don't think so, but I do Is think they late? could just modify his body to never die. Oh. Right? Like, I mean, soon, soon could... Make that happen because they talk about in the last I do season. Like the idea, we made no, you no. old <laughs> and we made you frail and we shortened your life intentionally because we thought you'd want it that way.
1: It's true. They, he could just stop doing that. And canonically, yeah. Sunian positronic robots can live in the vacuum of space for years. What? uh I would. Yeah, Lorg. When the uh, data floated around. him out the space, he floated around till a pack led transport picked him up and uh, damn. Then, then he took it over. But I, I think this, at some point the Stargazer has to get exploded and Picard is just uh-huh. floating in a, like a Torch Starfleet uniform for several years. Like, what would he do? <laughs> I guess you just shut down. I guess you just shut yourself down.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a damn fine question. How much uh, trauma can his body sustain? Because they made a point of like, you don't have superpowers, none of that stuff. We made you as human-like as possible. That's dumb. I agree. I want, I Why want, would you I want, want Picard, to? I
1: want neck-snapping Borg Picard. Right? Yeah. Unleash the Sunian positronic robot within, Picard. That's the voyage <laughs> I want to see you take this season.
0: Alright, La Serena has been boarded, and Seven of Nine fights off the invaders with the help of Rios's hologram. Uh, I don't know what what this one is called, but uh they notice the rift out there in space uh, and Seven's yeah. alone they make a big point of like her being alone and they'll go deeper into that later in the episode with you know another line of dialogue <laughs> that just says basically I've been getting the side eye from everybody my entire life because I'm Borg I mean this
1: is the, the, the she just borrowed Rios's plot from last season you know um, but it's kind of like one step sadder because she's surrounded by Rioses. I assume uh-huh. she didn't even decide to program him to look like Sevens. Which true that would have been cool. I would have loved to see like eleven different Sevens running around.
0: <laughs> How about Seven Elevens? <7-11s? laughs> I can't believe I did that subconsciously. All yeah. right, all right. Uh, all right, and Soji and Gerardi are at a party on Raritan 4. I don't know. It's in the beta quadrant. Gerardi's uh, running her new toasting subroutine. Nope. Sorry, Soji is running her new uh, toasting subroutine. And Gerardi's running her rejecting guys at the bar subroutine. And she gets a call from Rios and decides to go see him, leaving Soji behind.
1: Um, these aliens that Soji was diplomacy with I don't know what the fuck she's like you know look at us synthetic life forms we're just like yeah Ooh. they're Deltans uh, Deltons were seen uh, the navigator from the motion picture the bald headed really sexy so lady Ilya yep. that, she was a Deltan um, mm-hmm. I thought that canonically these people wore elaborate headdresses that was a point of the movie and uh, apparently they're just although i guess it's been a hundred years so that could be seen as like a oh god you know oh no that's 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 that's, that's our grandmother's wore headdresses and shit like yeah. we're just going we're letting our bald heads fly man still
0: wear those powdered wigs get out of here
1: yeah i guess so yeah i'm gonna withdraw that cultures can move and change
0: sure uh one thing i, I, do, I, I do know, know about transform them into
1: different fucking entities it's crazy
0: Gerati must have uh, uh, sex drive of steel to resist this Delton right like that was the thing about them they're basically they to, yeah, irresistible they, to humans if they join Starfleet
1: they must take an oath of celibacy right to keep the <laughs> ships being taken over by sexual civil wars <laughs> like that's how uh, like powerful their sex appeal yeah no Jurati is that much of an in uh, that's a ball cell right oh if you're like that <laughs> voluntarily sell it's an insult, okay it's like invol- invol- no, no, no. yeah I'm, I'm too online i'm sorry
0: sure no i, uh, I got you
1: but yeah uh, no, apparently she, yeah she, yeah that's that's some that's some that's some hopeless shit if you can't get laid on delta delta Four. Oh yeah
0: no she doesn't want to get laid on delta apparently i uh, love
1: i love how she does it too she's like getting smashed drunk and this guy shows her the least bit of attention she says let me tell you I murdered my last boyfriend, but Mm -hmm. it's cool because I was under alien psychosis and I just had a year long relationship with Rios and I fucked that up and I'm just a tragic mess. (laughs) Like, yep.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, So she beams up to Rios' ship, the Stargazer, as they're about to leave for the anomaly. Uh, Like I said, I was a little surprised to see Rios as captain of a real ship, but I guess it could make sense uh and yeah there there's stuff about him and Giati dating in the past, but I don't know, we're Is, getting so the game together here.
1: keeping in mind what they publicly stated about uh the nature of this season's uh you know being based on Star Trek uh, four mm-hmm. and time travel. I thought there was a lot of fun like Easter eggs and foreshadowing here. Like Rio says, get us there as quick as you possibly can short of flying us through a sun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a lot of um, imagery in the introduction. Also about time, right? Like those, those hourglass, uh, kind of like the, the Hawking perception of time, or I don't know if it's specifically Hawking, but I learned about it in brief history of time with mm. with you know the the hourglass sort of shape of time and space as they converge yeah and there's a lot like of that a,
1: like a wormhole being formed by the gravitational well of a sun and yeah, yeah there's a lot of a lot of cool hints of, of where they're going which uh-huh. i thought was kind of neat again it's not because i've seen a bunch of episodes it's just because i read the wikipedia article <laughs>
0: yeah uh we're back and saw the trailer we are back at uh, Starfleet Academy and Picard and Rafi are talking about their lives. Uh, Rafi misses their old adventures, I'd say. Uh, Picard gives Elnor a book that Spock wrote about being one of the first Vulcans in Starfleet. And Rafi says goodbye and heads off to her ship and Elnor to his. Uh, there's an establishing shot here that I thought was pretty cool where they show the Golden Gate Bridge and it's totally paved over with solar panels. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty neat.
1: Um, took him to the twenty fourth century to come up with that innovation apparently mm-hmm. um yeah there's some it's some interesting stuff here about uh Rafi being skeptical of Picard being happy here you know it's like you know they, yeah. they, they you' you got this position because it keeps you focused on Starfleet instead of instead of you She doesn't drop any jails on him, does she
0: no, no jails that I noticed just, and I would notice I, them.
1: I I know because I flinch every time like someone punched me in the face. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm glad that they're moving away from that.
0: Um, I suppose he does get lonely, though, right? Like out out on the starship. Like he's got his friends around him, but like romantically. I feel like what he does to blow off steam is his Dixon Hill stuff. He just goes into the holodeck Um, and I'm telling you, I I don't live a
1: full life. I don't know. Like it's it's, uh, examining. This is okay. It'll be interesting to see where they land on it. Um, Yeah. Lots of nostalgia here. Uh, you guys liked Excelsior. The Excelsior's name checked. Kobayashi Maru, if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's a no-win scenario. Only only, only, only uh, Kirk ever passed it, and he did that by cheating.
0: What a son of a bitch. Picard's redesigning um, it? What do you think he's going to do with it? redesigning
1: it. it. It's going to be even less win. <laughs> like, he's going to close <laughs> the Kirk loophole forever. He... <laughs> 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 yeah. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a fucking Cardassian standing in front of you asking you how many fucking lights there are. Oh
0: god! And if you
1: ever tell, if <laughs> you ever snap and forth. break, but yep. Card comes out there and he takes a wet towel and he whips you in the willy and he goes, "You failed." I was That's thinking he was gonna. Coping.
0: It's it's a true unwinnable scenario. <laughs> I, I was just thinking he was gonna add Q to it, like take the the existing <laughs> scenario and just put Q in there yes
1: the (laughs) kubayashi maru the kobayashi
0: marcu oh
1: yes absolutely yeah my ideas suck compared to that one you got you got the better one Um, right how
0: shitty would that be it'd be terrible
1: man um yeah they name check spock apparently he Mm -hmm. wrote a memoir about being the first vulcan and it's it's all about live a little
0: oh she didn't call him JL but she takes informality to an entirely new level she doesn't salute the admiral the head of Starfleet Academy as she leaves she just winks at him like come on (laughs) come on it doesn't
1: seem like they salute they just like come to attention that's like their and she did do that and they certainly don't don't
0: wink Riker never winked at Captain Picard when he was was being dismissed
1: Starfleet regulation wink no 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 no. not enough pips in the world let's get away with that (laughs) uh I also so there's a little I don't know what they're doing with the naming system, uh, the numbering system, the 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 serial number of the stargazer. Oh, and this is yeah. some real nerd shit. NCC two eight nine three in the original series. Now,
0: hmm. added they make it clear
1: this isn't a refit, although I feel like they, they, they say it's not a refit. It's a totally new ship derived off of Borg technology. The mm-hmm. card even says, like, this isn't my stargazer. So I would think if this was, but if this is a new number, or if this was this was a new version of Stargazer, it would be NCC two eight nine three A, right, or like B, the Enterprise, or you know, exactly, exactly. Instead, it's got a number of NCC eight two eight nine three. It's the original code uh, pre- with with an eight prefix to it, mm-hmm. and I, like I did a little bit of Googling to figure out if that's like some other kind of alternate like designation to show that it's the same ship number, but it's different. And it's a refit versus a new ship or I, but I, I don't know I, if anyone knows that I, I it, it kind of bugged me. Yeah. Um, I think
0: there are people out there who do know exactly what that's all about. And we'd love to hear yeah. from you. I would surely they just didn't fuck up because they got no. the, the
1: they, they show the original stargazer is in a little plaque at Starfleet Academy. and It's got the correct, uh, designation
0: 2893 so gotcha i don't know all right uh rios assesses the rift and gets a call from seven and then they get a transmission directly from the rift which turns out to be a message for picard
1: uh rios has a windproof cigar or windproof lighter and cigar and the cigar is i think lit Oh, yeah. How the hell do you get away with that in Starfleet? Can you just fire up a stogie on the bridge? You can't even do yeah. that in the 21st century U.S. Navy. Can you?
0: I mean, you he's, ca- he's the, a, the captain the of the ship. Of ship. He can do whatever the hell he likes. Um, it, it, I, I just think they use the transporter to beam the smoke out into space.
1: <laughs> right out of your lungs. <laughs> right, just, right. Just, just, if, they can, if they can pick grapes off the vine, they can get yep. smoke out of your. Pasta ragu, whatever the aviolis, raviolis you got in oh, your yeah. lungs, is beam beam the smoke right out. Okay, I guess my objection. <laughs> see, this is how you get structure fires. This is uh-huh. this is how the Picards died. You know. Well, there's he's nothing just, on the Enterprise that can burn. He smoked, apparently. apparently, four cigars at a time. Because why not? this beam, beam the smoke out, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah. okay anyways yeah it says help us picard um nice to see our heroes in starfleet uniforms like i said uh and then we go to la and picard visits Guinan at her bar should we talk about the address of this bar because it's maybe the most fan servicey thing they do in this episode
1: i'm still laughing about picard's brother (laughs) smoking four cigars his (laughs) wife is like robert robert
0: (laughs) Sticking
1: up the whole house's eyes It beams out the lungs <laughs> You have to worry about the cancer And then, and then the then whole, whole house place, comes up The whole place right. goes up There's the last bit of cards you dumbass uh, <laughs> This place This historic place in LA It's on Forward Avenue I'm not sure if that's an avenue that's actually in LA or, or
0: not But the address is yep. 10
1: Forward Avenue
0: Yep Yep Guinan, pretty, I see pretty what you slick. did there Pretty slick um, and and we get our second by my count uh, Earl Grey reference in this scene because Guinan realizes he's here before she sees him and then they sit down and talk about his non-existent love life uh, but he th- talking about it is like not really what they do because he can't really bring himself to talk about it and she tells him that the true final, final frontier that has yet to be explored is his heart
1: yeah and she's i mean there's a lot of people like diagnosing picard stuff because she says stuff like uh you know your problem is you only get in relationships because he's like oh i've been in relationships even meaningful ones like i said yeah we remember vosh uh but says you get in relationships that can only be temporary and he's like ah oh, it's too late and she's like Oh, it's not time it's 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 you. Um, you never risk anything other than your bones your life this this goes into the whole thing of like Picard has never I, like I said this is it, it seems like they're taking it to a direction that Picard is this way not because of a conscious decision but because he's kind of traumatized yeah Um, and I guess I yeah I guess I'm warming up to that I just like I do like it when people can just be maniacally focused on something other than a marriage mate. Uh, sure. It's not even the choice I've made in life. I, I've made like I've made all kinds of sacrifices because I, I like to keep things on the family side of the balance equation. But uh, I didn't. I don't know. Like it's it's a valid choice, is all I'm saying. To be yeah, like you know, a celibate priest or a celibate ship captain or a celibate uh, you know Arctic explorer or what have you. You know.
0: Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I just want people to come by it honestly. I guess you know, and not be traumatized mm. into it um yeah so exploring that is pretty interesting to me for sure and i guess seeing like a maybe a, a semi-romantic or an exploration of romance uh on the season of picard might not be so bad I don't, I don't know where that'll come from it's not not rafi right they're not gonna oh no rafi's 411 gonna...
1: or not she's
0: 411 she's for <laughs> seven rafi is all about that is she queen. okay yeah i, I thought yeah. i picked up something about that in this episode but i it was no, just they, like she, touched they, on
1: because they kissed last episode last season
0: did they i don't remember that at all
1: yeah yeah they they paired they paired people off aggressively at the end of that show um, okay yeah i just remember the robot stuff
0: around the end I think of that that's episode. one of the
1: reasons they, they're they're really hammering seven being like by herself aggressively like only with the company of holograms because she's all right you know, Pushing and all she sees is people rejecting her and can't deal with her and are turned off by her and the one per I don't know.
0: Alright, like, Picard and Girati. I'm shipping it now.
1: <laughs> Picard and Gerati. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Uh
0: I can't imagine a worse I don't think pairing. This,
1: I oh, I will I will say this Picard and Crusher, that's fine. Picard and somebody else is fine. It can't be Picard and Laris. I don't want Laris I don't want Laris going back on uh yeah. the Picard thing.
0: He would be destroying her Romulan culture. If yeah. if she did, uh, how yeah, about her Picard back door and Q? Ever
1: hidden to him
0: now? <laughs> oh god, I want Picard and Q to to end up growing old Holy and happy together.
1: Shit, that right? would be
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> that would be fun. Okay, that's that's the now
0: number one ship. <laughs> sure, I want to see it. See what you got, writers. So an admiral. or or Grand Admiral, I don't know what he calls her here, something Admiral, (laughs) we don't have subtitles uh, for these screeners, Uh, visits Picard at his chateau and tells him about the transmission they received uh, with his name in it. And it's also more than that, it's a treaty to join the Federation. So Picard agrees to go to the Monopoly, the Monopoly. Picard agrees to play Monopoly and check it out. (laughs) And he leaves without saying goodbye to Laris. Uh, I'll
1: pay, but only if the bank can't loan money and there's no free parking. Money. Those games last forever. Right, the line right. must be drawn here. I don't have the time. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, I yeah I uh, the, the, here's and here's why I want, don't want Laris to take him back because it's one thing for her to like you know say hey look it's too late buddy but then for him to leave without so much as buy your
0: leave or That's, hey I'm taking off I I love this. I love this moment. This, this is like, I mean, he's, he's, he would rather. Yeah. He'd rather leave without saying goodbye than confront whatever he would have to confront uh, emotionally Mm. to make that. Okay. And, and I think like him running out to the stars, like seeing his opportunity to look up here Uh, instead of dealing with the emotional weight of what's to come uh, with them. I, I think it's a great moment.
1: Gosh, it's amazing how, like, I came to exact opposite... I think you're right, but I've come to exact opposite conclusions looking at this because I was thinking, like, this sucks for Laris, but, like, this is why Picard is the way... has structured his life. For sure, Starfleet's calling. Like, there's some new crazy shit, and it's calling for you, man, and he just can go. Like, that's, like... Again, I like being in a family and I wouldn't do it any, but like it is kind of nice being single. Like, no one that, like, I could, you know, this is Friday night. I could just blow out of here after work and go do whatever the fuck I want. Oh, you sure. Know, if someone says, hey, you want to go take a ski trip or do you want to do this? You want to get in a pl-? I could do anything. I don't have to check with anyone. You know, once you get a wife, uh-huh. you know, once you get kids, all that. It's, but like, to me, this was kind of like illustrative of like why Picard Card as, structured his life the way it is because he is always one call away from shoving everything into a duffel bag and beaming the fuck out. That's
0: true. Um, And he likes that. Yeah. No, uh, you could be right about that. Certainly. Uh, So Picard boards, the stargazer and tells seven about what it means to him uh, and the history he's got there. And she tells him that uh, this is the first ship with Borg tech integrated, as we talked about. Mm. And her mm-hmm. presence is weirding people out because of it. Uh yeah. Rios welcomes Picard to the bridge and then he hails the anomaly and a Borg ship responds and comes through the rift. <laughs> Screaming Picard. Like this <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: surprised Spot he's not more up. traumatized by this. Maybe it's the, yeah. the Android body, but I felt I felt like this last year would have really triggered him, you know? Yeah. It would trigger me?
0: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're coming through space and time to get me it's no good
1: I guess he did that was part of his arc is like you know kind of identifying with the Borg and you know kind of like ah oh, we gone too far have we got our to boot too much to the heel of, of, of these you know then they talk about how uh, they okay this is the other reason I really like this episode a classic ready room scene Picard ah. takes the senior offers to a quiet space and they discuss what they should do and he gets all their input uh, you know
0: the color palette is so fucked up. I didn't even realize that's what was happening. But you're totally I know, right.
1: I know. Um, and like, I, I love that Seven uh, fell into the the uh, wharf role. Like, it's just uh, like, nope. I don't want to hear asses. anything. We should just, yeah. We, we <laughs> have their asses right here. I have a size twelve boot. I suggest we <laughs> kick. Uh, it's like it's like that. She's just not having it. And everybody else is like, well, you know, imagine what the Borg would be like as an ally. She just, are you crazy? Do you not speak? B-? Yeah, it's. It's pretty good I, and i hope this is again a return to form because yeah more of the fucking ready room scenes man that's where a lot mm-hmm. of the interesting stuff happened on the next generation
0: i agree all right rios asks picard uh what to do picard's not sure uh seven wants to destroy the borg ship we we kind of talked about this but we didn't recap it um she assumes it's a deception And and Picard don't want to be so hasty. Then the Borg want to negotiate with Picard and transport the queen to the stargazer's bridge. And she begins taking over the stargazer systems. They try to fight her off, but it's no use. So Picard destroys the stargazer.
1: Except for he gets like right at the one countdown and some kind of temporal explosion happens, right? to that point
0: uh, i could i couldn't tell if it was it yeah we are to that point i couldn't tell okay, if it was okay. a temporal explosion or if that was know, the stargazer was an exploding and q just made it so right like oh, q just said right, you know I, what He he's dead but i'm gonna bring him back every time q uses power it's a big cruciform like
1: light layer f- flare lens that's exactly right. like that's what a 2022 version of that special effect would look like oh my Probably, god i think yeah. you're right
0: yeah, Q Shit. just steps in in that moment. I, I assume after Picard is being torn. I thought this is something Adam that from the Adam. Borg
1: Queen did, like to throw them back no. in time, like in or to like like kind of like uh, first contact. Oh
0: goddamn! Nope. I think this I is. I swear Q. to
1: God, I watched this episode multiple times. People, I just like I'm, <laughs> I was, you know, ass on my head type of type of observations here.
0: Um, hmm. So, so so I I think it's super interesting. He, do, the stuff that they don't say here about like what are the borg doing here why are they sending out this this treaty to join the federation like i know they've been beaten back to the point where they're kind it's of described as hobbled yeah they're 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 limping around um but man i like what it is the threat
1: powerful. what is
0: the threat uh yeah. like why are they running out of time right like there there's a couple of lines there that's just like Oh boy, something big is happening and we just don't know what it is yet.
1: Yeah. And I that's that's a great question. I had a question about like, why does the Boar Queen look like this? Mm-hmm. She's got this weird kind of like neo gothic going out to a matrix, you know, strip <laughs> club kind of attire. Yeah. Like what is up with that? I know what a boar queen looks like, it's not this. Um and the- what is why? Why? Like, if if they're if the Borg are so hobbled that they're willing to to completely change their ethos on life and sue for peace rather than this, this brute force assimilation, yeah. Why are they still so powerful? Like this one right. ship is taking on all of Starfleet and like five percent from hijacking the entire fleet. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you you incurred heavy losses for X, Y, and Z reasons. Just re, re, recoup your losses. Yeah, by by pillaging the Alpha Quadrant, who's going to stop you? Like, I don't know. I I I wonder what is the larger threat. Why are they so on the ropes? What what is going on here?
0: Yeah, all good questions. Probably my number one question coming out of the scene is why does the Borg Queen tell Picard to look up? That seems yeah, ominous. This,
1: I mean, it, I, I fully believe that the Borg know everything. The the Picard know his like inner, Deeper starkest secrets oh, because of their yeah. simulation and they might be fucking with him that way but what what
0: is that meant to imply to picard right like look up hmm look at the flowers how, picard yeah how is that how is that supposed to help the situation i don't know it's don't an know interesting either. way to I have leave a couple us. other
1: questions why is captain rios not have control of his ship why, when he thunders on the bridge several times, cease fire, cease fire, god damn it, stop mm-hmm. firing! Do people continue to just pour onto his bridge and fire <laughs> ineffectually at the queen? Like, like this this whole like sequence. He's like cease fire, and like yeah. uh, people just blam, ba, blam, 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 and the Boar queen's shooting back, and then seven's like, uh, she's not even killing people; she's just stunning, and he's like, god damn it, cease fire! And people are still that pow, 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 pow i don't know maybe uh, he's mean, not
0: he's rusty at this whole command thing this is a training ship right so i just assume is they're it, not good at their is jobs this yet a,
1: is this i don't think this is an academy ship I okay think, all right yeah it's the first of a new borg derived military And there's no fucking way yeah they would i don't think
0: so put trainees on that although you gotta you gotta train so. on the tech maybe maybe the phasers it's just true. maybe they're borg phasers and they just fire at will well
1: I actually thought that was a cool – I thought they were going for a cool, like, Earth-based homage uh, where, like, uh, some of – the Navy doesn't do this a lot, but they have a couple training vessels that are literally old sailing ships. And I thought it's like, oh, this is kind of neat. If Starfleet maintains a fleet of, like, these old vessels, like the Stargazer, Mm -hmm. like the Excelsior, maybe an Enterprise – and they're just ceremonial ships that the cadets learn to trade on a real but very old ship. Kind of like the old, you know, hey, we're raising the sails. And even though we're going to be on a nuclear reactor ship, it's a kind of valuable look at the past. But no, I think the Stargazers is a brand new ship that's crewed by regular old Federation officers.
0: Um, it I is, could be wrong, though. It because- is kind of wild that it's so incredibly ineffective, like all their technology against the Borg Queen, because they spent... So I remember they have ways to deal with the Borg uh, shield technology. You you can you can oscillate the phasers, uh, and, and sure, Cycle the them through the frequency. Yep. Uh-huh. You can do all that. Bury he, the harmonics. So you're willing to tell me that they have built an entire starship based on Borg technology, but they have not updated their phaser banks to their their, their handheld phasers to deal with the Borg technology? Let me tell you this: This scene is so ludicrous because Seven of Nine
1: is like uh, Annika. She's like, "This is the first of this new Borg. Like we understand the Borg technology at a more intimate level than ever before. Yeah, it's going to be super amazing. It's so advanced. It's a, you know, what's advanced? That the Borg Queen just coming in and taking it over like it's her own. Like, like they actually announce like." the Borg queen is interfacing with our Borg technology. Like it was a completely unforeseen thing. <laughs> I don't, it'd be like designing a new battle rifle to use Soviet ammunition, like Eastern Bloc ammunition. And during the cold war and for uh-huh. our soldiers to be like, my God, the Soviets are picking up our ammunition and putting into the rifles. How could like, what, ah, this made no sense at all, man.
0: Yeah. How could, the only if,
1: how how could we have foreseen in contact with the Borg that they would be able to yeah. take over their technology?
0: The the only reason I give this to them is they didn't know the Borg were going to be here. So like I assume all, all other things being equal, they would want the Stargazer out of Borg contact. But I got
1: you. So that this the the Starfleet is putting a rock paper scissors fleet. They got the Borg yeah. derived fleet, but it cannot deal with the Borg. Right for that you need the Klingon derived fleet. Yep. Uh, where it's all hand to hand kinetic weapons, they can't, they can't, they, <laughs> right. you know, they can't tune to a fucking bat left. You can't uh-huh. tune that shit out. And then, you know, uh, but but that that fleet's
0: useless. You can't use the Romulan fleet. Yeah, you got it. It's all very specialized. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's 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 the that's the basis of our modern navy, right? Like you got yeah. subs, you got battleships, you got right. Uh, right aircraft carriers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You roll dice if they if they if they, <laughs> uh, they hit on one. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
0: Uh anyway, the final scene here, it's just very quick, but oh so good. Uh Picard wakes up in Chateau Picard, where he's greeted by Q. But it but it's a it's a weird version of Chateau Picard. It's not the one that we saw earlier in the episode. Yeah. Uh, and br- Q welcomes him to the very end of the road not taken. Um I think the insignia on his jacket is weird. And that painting that that portrait of Picard is strange in some way. It's in a
1: more military military looking jacket like a more of a Seems like
0: although it's hard to tell with new Trek like
1: Yeah, cuz TNG like like the old the classic era Trek movies, those uniforms are pretty militaristic like that.
0: For sure. Yeah, they're just red. Uh,
1: but I, it seemed like the the house was more festooned with like weaponry and uh-huh. armor and like swords on the wall nakedly militaristic yeah yeah Uh uh-huh and then uh john delancey shows up da's did you think for a second that they were just going to have him play i I shouldn't because i've seen the goddamn trailer
0: but uh no i i don't know what i thought in that moment but seeing him transform to to you know match picard's age was pretty amazing
1: it's great, and they draw a con- direct connection to uh, all good things, saying, "Remember the last thing I said to you about the trial never ending." Yeah, and you know they're they're weaving in the f- the, the themes of time and regret and second chances. Very end of the road not taken. Mm-hmm. I would knowing what I know about the next episode, I am kind of curious how they wed that particular theme with a trial of Q okay (laughs) like yeah is he gonna go back and be like uh you know uh this is this is where you could have made it with dr crusher and you didn't and now look at the state of the Federation, Picard. The Federation has become a Borg doormat because you couldn't make it with a girl, Picard. <laughs> don't you regret not making it with that girl? The Federation lies in ruin, Picard, all because you couldn't make it with the girl. Like, what? I I, that know. seems like if the road not taken is Picard in it, like mm-hmm. getting romantically in love with somebody, how can this be a Q trial?
0: It, oh, I, hmm I don't know it, it, is there
1: Q what if Q got infected him and Picard he's hung around Picard so far he got infected with the kanji syndrome he's got those lethal <laughs> oh, jellyfish boy. swarming around his brain and he's just addled He's just like, hmm. uh, well, Q. I I just didn't make it with the girl. It's not a big deal. No, Picard. The Federation lies in ruins at the bottom of your broken heart. Like, no, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a no, Picard. I don't know.
0: Uh, what's what's his his girlfriend's name in Next Generation? Vosh. Vosh. What if they bring her back?
1: God, I would. That would also right? be a fucking hot ship. Yeah,
0: that could yeah. be pretty amazing. I don't uh-huh. know if they'll I like, like end up happily ever after or anything, but it could be fun to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would like that too. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see because again, I I I like all the parts that they've assembled. These are good parts. The little Star Trek boy in me is really really mm-hmm. happy. Um, I just I just I can't quite see it assembled into a, a complete picture. Um, of course, that's it. You know, you're yeah. in the first episode. You're not supposed to. But like, I'm right. like, man, some of these things seem kind of almost contradictory. And uh, but maybe that's it. The Picard's a contradictor, a contradiction. Um,
0: sure. Um, and there I, are probably some you know counterintuitive uh, emotional notes they can hit as well. I felt a little bit of that in last season. Um, you know, yeah. with defining life as sort of it, it, it only having meaning if it ends and things like that. Um, right. You know, th- things that are sentimental and, and maybe not, you know, uh, agreeable to everyone, but.
1: All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's the first episode. I am curious yes. to see what people make of it. And because, uh, again, I uh, I really like these first few episodes Um but I will also say that I really liked the first two episodes of last season's Picard, too, because it had all that nostalgic thing of him, you know, sitting in tin ford with data and the age yeah. Brent Spiner. And that hit me right in my Star Trek feels and this really interesting plot with these robot, And we know that 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 I wasn't thrilled with everything that happened in season one. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um But I don't know. As much as they said, we talked about this in a preview podcast, that the showrunners were adamant about not learning any lessons from the first season. Some of this stuff does feel like deliberate course correction. Like, you know, we we are like the ready room scene. Like, hey, we hear you. We want start like, OK, we're still going to have seven of nine for no damn good reason. Pile drive some dude two <laughs> fucking ship decks onto a pallet of duranium or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to give you some ready room scenes because you kids like that. That's like that's what that's what Picard does. Right. And like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. he does do that. Thank you. So I'm uh, I'm hopeful that, that, that there are going to be some cool changes.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Uh if you would like to send this feedback, send it in to Picard at bald move.com. We plan on considering that at the end of each podcast, the, the week's feedback before, if we get enough of it, we might do a special feedback edition, uh, in the midweek, but, um, uh, I don't know. And, it might just be the diehard star Trek people, uh, like us. Maybe it is just us. Maybe it's just us out there talking, Jim.
0: I'm not sending any feedback in, uh, it, it will probably be in arrears too, with the way we're recording these because we do have screeners. So, the stuff that you send us, um, you know, will be kind of a week late or maybe yeah, more. It'll be, I it'll
1: be it, like a it's week gonna be a weird. Year, so.
0: But yeah, send in your feedback, we we are happy to have it. Um, if you do send feedback, Jim,
1: I want you to do it through a temporal disturbance. I want to see your beard like rupture into my office and be like, <laughs> Aaron, help us, Aaron. You know, just send it yeah. I will I'll, speak to Aaron only. You, you got me. You got me. What's your feedback? <laughs>
0: I'm going to send you my queen to treat with you. And I'm going to send you the, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The fifth amendment of the constitution in full. <laughs> uh, and you'll just have to interpret it. And I'll just say, look up
1: when you send your queen. It's just your cat. She's yep. like outside. Of the door scratching. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for, that's it for us. Picard at bald uh, We'll see you here in season or season two, episode two uh, until next time. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.